This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. It's Charlotte Jonesy here, the women's coach. In this episode, we're actually going to look back at two seasons and our favorite shows to date to set us up for season three. How exciting. If you're new to the podcast, I am an international life coach on a mission to help one million motivated women shift their mindset, get body confident, boss mum life and reach their goals without the guilt transitioning from career to mama or mama to entrepreneur business mama. We've had 20 shows today and I am lucky enough to have had every single guest share their insights into their daily lives and give us helpful hints and tips on mindset, body image, confidence and just so much more. But on today's show, I'm going to be showcasing four of the amazing guests that we've had and their highlights. So grab a coffee, sit back and relax. This is the Unfiltered Life Podcast with Charlotte Jonesy. So I'm going to start off with episode five, which is Connie. I loved this episode because it was just real raw and honest about being in business as a mum, managing that juggle, and she gave some really good tips on how to deal with mum guilt. We also spoke about boobs, and who doesn't love a good conversation about boobs? I know I do. I loved how we got really deep discussing how they are so sexualized for all of our lives until we become a mum and we breastfeed, and then our relationship changes with our boobs, you know, our partnership changes because they aren't just for sexual pleasure anymore. They're actually for our baby's food. So yeah, I loved that discussion around that. It's a really good thought provoking discussion. And I also really enjoyed the episode because she opened up about her body image and how she has struggled with it. And especially post birth and how she actually started to to gain more confidence with her mindset first. This is just an all-round boss woman to boss mum, really positive, confidence, thought-provoking episode that I honestly feel that you would enjoy too if you haven't listened to it already. And do you really want to look back in life and think, I spent all those years hating myself when I've just had a baby my brain was consumed with how much I hate my body. And you'll look back on yourself and your tits will be hanging down to your knees and you'll be like, I wish I really enjoyed those boobs. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I, you know, I've got it all figured out. When I had Macy, I struggled with my uh, mental health. I don't think I had postnatal depression, but I definitely was... Those baby blues that they talk about that come in with the milk, they lasted longer than I expected. And thank God for the support around me. I wanted to get back to work after three months, which was probably too soon. But financially, I was like, you know, I'm not earning any money. You know, my Instagram wasn't as, as uh, lucrative as it is now. 
and I wasn't working for my brother Bradley because I was on maternity leave and I didn't want him to pay me when I wasn't working for him because he's my brother, you know? It's not the same as working for a company that pays you maternity leave. I didn't want to take money from him and I'm, you know, not doing anything. So I went back to work, got a bit of a knock, you know, didn't really know who I was anymore, really. You know, before I had Macy, I was the girl that had a massive health transformation and bought a book out called Healthy Forever. And here I was with a back covered in acne, hair falling out, emotional, tired, overweight, no body confidence, the complete opposite to who I was nine months before. And it was a shock and it's taken time to build myself up and Macy's gonna be two in April and I finally feel like me again. That's how long it's taken me. But I'm not saying it's gonna take everyone two years. It might be quicker, you know, it might take longer. And I think the thing I'm really good at is being good to myself. I said it to my mum yesterday. I said, I make time for me. I don't care if people think I'm selfish, I will have an hour, two hours, half a day to myself if I have to, you know. If on a Saturday it means I'm going to the park for ages and just whatever, or me shutting the bedroom door so that I can just watch a Netflix program for an hour on my own, I'm doing it because we're in this together. I'm not prepared to bring 50% to the table financially and do 90% of the childcare. And I'm just, I'm just quite ruthless with it, to be honest. But I think that's what saves me. And I think that's why I've, I've got this far is that I, I make sure that I have time to myself. I also cried a lot. I've cried a lot. I've been up and down. I've questioned my ability to do things like I, Instagram's not a stable career. So that can make you feel really insecure. Like one month you might have four jobs come in and then two months you don't have anything. I'm now finding ways to make, uh, other ways to make money. I've realized what I want to do. Yeah, I don't think I have nailed it. I mean, I've realized that you can get childcare. I mean, for God's sake, I don't know what I was thinking. Like I had to work full time and be a mum full time. It's not possible. Childcare is an option. You just have to be willing to pay for it. I think that's one thing mums get scared of. They're like six months down the line. They're like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Childcare, you know, your kids are going to love going to nursery. They're going to love going to playgroup and playing and interacting with other children. You know, they need those social skills. So don't hold back. You know, don't be afraid to put them into childcare so that you can have time to yourself and you can get your independence back and get your career back. The only thing I struggle is exercise. That's the only thing I haven't managed to be consistent with because I don't feel like I've got the time or energy a lot of the time. And that's that's one one thing that I haven't ticked off my list yet. Oh, isn't Connie just a breath of fresh air? It's something that we all need to hear around business and mums. And I just love her wisdom. And for more wisdom, this brings me on to my next guest and one of my personal favourite episodes. We have Leah in episode 13 devoted to pink this one was one of my favorite conversations around body acceptance and it's because we are so on the same wavelength and it was just a really open discussion around the anti-diet culture and why mindset is absolutely key to body acceptance 
And what I really liked is that we actually went deep. We spoke about Leah's journey going from like a size 24 to a 10. She opened up about her eating disorder and her tummy tuck surgery. And despite undergoing surgery and starving herself, she was still so unhappy for a very long time with how she looked. And we actually discuss really tangible advice on how to accept your body through mindset in this episode. And I mean, it literally gives me goosebumps. I'm so passionate about this subject and to have someone on that was also so passionate about it and to really speak from a credible experience point of view, as well as being an influence herself. I just loved this episode. There was so much value and juice in it. I also loved how we spoke around how a negative body image doesn't just impact us it actually can impact the relationships that we have and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships it can also impact your friendships you know your socializing going out to eat it can also impact you actually having a good time out and about and also our views around stretch marks and the expectations around them if you're not a mum too So this one is a really good episode for learning how to kind of adopt a body acceptance mindset and why we are not anti-diet. So enjoy this little clip with Leah. I'll be showing you on the recap here. My whole life, as long as I can remember of my longest memories, is I've hated how I looked from a child. If back then, when I was a size 10, I had the mindset I have now, I would, I would be happy. It was nothing to do with, with how I looked. It was all to do with the, the mind and how I thought about how I looked and what I thought about myself when I looked in that mirror. And one of the really important steps to that is actually not only accepting your body, but also you as a person. I think you have to love yourself as a person before you can start to accept what's on the outside. And quite often, people who have issues with how they look is actually deeper issues, root issues in how they feel about themselves. And that can be a whole load of stuff to kind of unpack and uncover, and you might not even be aware. It could be quite a subconscious thing. And it's only really through therapy and things you can really find that out. But it was, looking back, it was never actually how I looked. It was all about how I, how I felt I looked. And actually, no one else felt that what I did about myself it was all in my mind so that's why I'm really trying hard now to work on myself and help educate others to say you haven't actually got to change your body you've got to change the way you think about your body and what would you say you've done that has changed your mindset to help you think differently about it I think one of the biggest things is reading up about it and following positive influences on social media I unfollowed a lot of accounts that were maybe not as positive for me and that would be different to each individual person and then I made sure I followed a lot of positive accounts and it's not like you look at it and one day you suddenly change, it's over time you realise those messages do start to go in, into your brain, You start your brain starts to take note, especially if you're on social media a lot like I am, you're looking at it every day. I look back now and think, wow, the, the way I think now, even from a year on, has massively changed and as much as people have say social media has a negative impact on society and it does there's also a lot of positives to come from it 
And I think for me, that is a massive positive that has come from it. I can't see how actually I would have got to where I am today without following all these accounts together. Because I can't see how I would have gained that information elsewhere. That was Leah. What a powerful clip around body acceptance. So let's move on. So in this episode with Ella, aka Crazy New Mama, this was a personal favourite of mine and also a very popular episode because it was just full of motherhood realness. It was funny. It was full of laughs. We spoke about breastfeeding in public. We spoke about sleeping, weaning, juggling two kids, the reality of parenting and the judgment, the mum shaming. And we actually got really serious at the end um, discussing a very important topic, which was domestic violence. And and it's something that we haven't discussed yet on this podcast and I felt that it was really important to do so because Ella's got a really amazing very inspirational story of finding love after domestic violence and I just loved this episode for how real raw honest and I mean she calls herself the crazy new mama and it's why I absolutely love this episode so I would love for you to listen to why I loved it. I would literally say that I wing it every day. I may have days where I feel like I'll plan stuff so I'll be like okay what we'll do we'll have Maya she can do like an hour of colouring and I'll print off some sketches off of the internet that she can colour in, like stencils, whatever they're called. And then other days I literally get up, make myself a coffee, sit down and just sit there for like an hour and a half while she plays and I just have Freddie like sat next to me. Like, I don't think I, I wouldn't really just like, I describe people that have their like shit together as such. I call them like Pinterest mums, like not labelling them, but like as in like they're very like, hands-on, active, whereas I'm more Amazon Prime. Like, I will <laughs> I will do something for like half an hour and then we both end up getting bored and I'm just like, okay, shall we um, go back to put the telly on and have a little chill out time? <laughs> like, that's my kind of parenting. Like, I just go with what the flow is. I try not to put too much pressure on it, but having to, it's just, you've just got to go with how the day's gonna go and Hopefully it'll be a good day as such. Is is it what you imagined it to be like or is it completely different? Yeah, no, I would say it's what I imagined it to be like. I wasn't oblivious when I got pregnant with Freddie that it was, I didn't think it was going to be easy. And there's like some amazing moments like when Fred, like Freddie tends to wake up earlier than Maya but he'll have a nap in my bed and then Maya wakes up. So then when she gets up, she's like, where's Freddie gone? And then when he wakes up and she hears him after naps and stuff, like she'll run in there and she's like, Freddie's awake, Freddie's awake, like things like that. Like it makes it all worth it. But it's just, I think it's the sleep though. If you're sleep deprived, it just makes it so much harder. And I think if I had better sleep, I probably could manage my moods and our day a lot better than if I, like than what I'm getting at the moment. Yeah, what are you getting at the moment? <laughs> so he's he's still like he's seven months he's still up like two three times a night which like doesn't sound too bad when they're a newborn but when they're seven months in you kind of want them to be a little bit longer really so yeah so it just makes it a bit harder and they share a room as well so like the anxieties of like him waking her up in the night 
normally we're okay but sometimes he wakes her up at the five o'clock feed because it's either she's waking up in a bit like for six it'll wake her up or we'll just manage to skim past it so he wakes her up a lot which then makes her miserable for the day because she's tired so that's that's the, that's the tricky part it's, it's always sleep isn't it and that is very true and it's always sleep and that's why I say get yourself a sleep coach a sleep expert if you can afford it because it will change your life and now I'd love to move on to home with Sean. Home with Sean, this episode was like overhearing a group of mum friends talking. It was relatable and I love Sean for her honesty. We discussed some really important topics like going back to work and childcare costs and how ridiculous they are. So definitely give this one a listen if you haven't listened to the whole episode. But I want to share with you a little snippet of why I loved it so much. And also I just want to give her a huge huge congratulations for actually doing it alone as a military wife and she talks all about this in this episode she is just simply incredible yeah in terms of going back to work I mean I I don't really want to go back to work yet but financially I have to and that's the truth of it and I'm sure once I'm back it will be totally fine the only thing is I'll be working from home so I'll be working from exactly where I'm sat right now in my bedroom and George will be at a childminder we chose the childminder in the end which is only around the corner so he is really close but yeah it's just going to be different it's going to be very different and I don't know how I'm going to fit it all in in terms of because I still want to be putting out content on YouTube and Instagram and then working I won't be working full time I'll be working four days a week I think um so that's something and the reason I'm doing four days a week is actually not because I want to have the day off although that will be lovely it's actually because if I put George into childcare for five days a week I'd be 20 pounds worse off a month working five days full time and having him in five days of childcare than if I were to work four days which is just crazy childcare is insanely expensive and uh, like what i never realized insane is how on earth do single parents or single mothers single dads whoever afford this how do they do it i don't know honestly uh, and and i have to i have to say i probably and i don't think i've voiced this at all but i probably had some sort of judgment because i want to work and I, if someone doesn't want to work i think well, what why you know why why not what you're doing all day kind of thing horrible things to say and horrible things to think frankly and now I understand it if you're a single mum and you know you you if you wanted to work part-time or whatever you you are not gonna make ends meet with that because you have to put your baby into childcare so like it's just it's ridiculous it's crazy how expensive childcare is and I feel guilty for ever having those thoughts to be honest um so yeah I mean it just goes to show you really can't judge anything And isn't that just inspirational? Last but not least, that's for sure, is episode eight. And this is with Coached by Cece. Now, this one was a little bit different to a lot of the other episodes. And it was all about healing from toxic work environments and relationships. And it was all around kind of self-love and healing. And it's just as important for success. And it was a really deep chat. Now, it's a quite a long episode. I think it was an hour and a half, but it was just so informative and I got a lot of feedback. It was a hit with you guys. So 
I just felt that people really connected with it and I even had somebody come to me and say after that episode it really inspired them to take a different career move to think about their life and actually think differently and to me that is just incredible that an episode like this can actually move someone or shift someone's mindset to actually think differently and take action in an opposite direction to where they were. So my key takeaways from this episode was Cece's bold career changing moves and how she moved from a very masculine workplace to a more feminine role as a life coach how she jumped from like corporate to creative and setting up her business and why conditioning as women is to be like men or to be liked men and that was just a fascinating conversation honestly I just sat there just listening to Cece because she just has you glued to your screen or you know glued to your earpods if you've got them in you will love this episode if you are also looking for some guidance on healing and what that means and how to spot the ego which is really really topical and interesting conversation as well and actually how to find self-love especially after damaging relationships I really connected with Cece on this because I've had my own damaging relationships over my 20s and we are both in a really good place now and it's a really inspiring episode if anyone is also going through that but it's also an inspiring episode if you are looking to make a career change or a big bold decision and you're just not sure where to start this will give you the motivation to go after your goals without the guilt so yeah go and listen to that episode it's a really deep one like literally put your feet up or get in the bath and just enjoy it what led you to becoming a transformational and healing coach it's been such a journey and I think it's really important to say that When I first started, I didn't identify myself as a transformational and healing coach. I just identified myself as a coach. And all of those other, you know, deeper words have come along the way. But if we go back to before I even decided to step into this world of coaching and decided that I wanted to explore my purpose of helping people and supporting people to really become who they were meant to be, become the best versions of themselves. The really defining moment for me that made me go down that path was kind of coming to that own realization myself that I wasn't living my life as my best self and that I wasn't on a path that I wanted to be on. If we dial all the way back, I took a pretty conventional uh, path through life and never really knew what I wanted to do, to be honest, but I was always really hooked on this idea of purpose. It was something that I was constantly searching for. I felt like I was always seeking this thing, my thing, the thing that I could call my own and say, yeah, that's me, that's what I'm here to do. And it just didn't come to me. And so I followed the path that most women follow, which is, you know, go to school, then I chose to go to university. I actually did anthropology at university, which is the study of humans and how we became to be human. So it's interesting when you look back on your own journey and see those little kind of roadmarks where you're like, oh, okay, like maybe these seeds were being planted earlier than I recognized myself. 
but I wasn't in the space or in the right place in my own life to actually know that this was what I was supposed to do. So after university, not really knowing my next move, I ended up just working in sales. I should say, it shouldn't say just working in sales, but you know, at the time it felt like that for me. It felt like the option I had arrived at after really not knowing what else to do with my time. And so I just decided, okay, well fine, I'll make some money and hopefully I'll be able to figure it out later. And what started off as a fairly bottom of the ladder job ended up turning into five years of promotions and progression and trip, president's trip and winning awards and all of this stuff. And I got really caught up in this version of me that I thought was me. And before I started to go into that world, I had just come out of the back of um, a pretty toxic and unhealthy relationship. I didn't really know myself, didn't know who I was, and didn't follow my passions at all. I didn't really know what they were. So I was very kind of locked inside this place of fear. After I came out of that and having really been destroyed on so many levels, I essentially just cut off all connection to my quote-unquote feminine side. Thank you so much for listening to the best bits of season one and two. I am so grateful for you being here and I am really excited to reveal that we are going to be back in 2022 with a brand new look for the podcast, changing the name from Unfiltered Life roll the drums to mama on a mission and the reason why we are having a fresh take is because motherhood is freaking hard but you don't have to do it alone which is why i am now a mama on a mission to help one million mums improve their mental health shift their mindset get body confident and reach their goals without the guilt So the next season is going to be featuring a mixture of solo episodes with guests to really help you start up anything that you truly desire. So if you know anyone who is in that field and wants to chat on the show, then please do hit me up at Charlotte Jonesy on Instagram or just drop me an email. And I look forward to seeing you in season three. This is the Unfiltered Life Podcast with Charlotte Jonesy. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.